We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, y'all? Uptown Tone back with another episode of the 444 Podcast. Here with my good friend, big bro, Danny Pymels, man. Comcast Sportsnet, Comcast NBC. What are, what are y'all calling that these days? NBC man? Sports Philly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, capitalism uh, acquires a lot of different names. So that's where we at with it in 2021. But no, how you doing, bro? I love, bro. Happy to be here. Wish we could be in person so we could really chop it up and and kick it. But uh, the, the energy is there. It's still got the same vibe. So you already know. Uh, let's let's make it happen. You already know, man. All right. So in lieu of um, you know, COVID and everything that's going on, before we get into what we got to get into, I always like to do a little men's health check, man. I, I feel like that was a, a big thing in the beginning of COVID. I, for one, have been a soldier in it and try to keep going, man. So how are you feeling just in general, man? How are your mental doing? How are you um, I'm feeling good. Um, a little a little worn out by everything that's going on. Um, the kids, I wish they could get back to school. Like, that's <laughs> like, hey, bro, like, they're stretching me out, bro. Like, this, this homeschooling and the Zooms and all that stuff. Um, right. But it's like my my... My uh, daughter, who's here at the crib, she's throbbing. Where my son is like, ah, whatever, Same. like. Um, but, but um, he 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 working it out though. His grades haven't slipped, so. But I still feel like he ain't learning as much as he should be. But, um, oh, hopefully yeah. all that'll be behind us soon. But um, I, I personally, I, I'm doing good, bro. Things could be worse. Everybody is healthy and safe, so I'm I'm using taking that as a win. Facts. All right, man, let's get into it, man. We're jumping right into it because we're in the in the thick of the season, uh, the NBA season, that is. I feel like we were, I feel yeah. like it was, when I looked at the Twitter last night, I think they said it was game 41. Are we at game 41 already, something like that? We might be Sixers are 28 and 12, so I guess it's game 40. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we're we right there. But, I mean, they tied with Brooklyn. That's the issue. Um, like, they, they need the number one seed, Tone, because that's the only way they can avoid playing Brooklyn or the Bucks in the and before their conference finals, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Which is I their best their best their best way they can win, you know what I'm saying? I agree wholeheartedly, man. Um I was actually uh recording COVID my other podcast when Joel and B scared the hell out of me and I'm sure everybody else that was watching the game yeah. and everybody else is rooting for the Sixers this year, man. He's he's so scary when he doesn't he doesn't leave the, his feet like a regular seventh he gets to bending his knees and trying to do all i'm like what is he doing but my that, daughter that was like he's overreacting he was overreacting yeah, he was yeah but, rolling around on the ground yeah you see him but when he start doing that we all start panicking like oh shit, right oh, hell, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah i mean you know i cover the team but you know how we go bro i mean i'm north philly born and raised so this is the right. team i grew up loving and watching so it's a, definitely a, a little bit of a double entendre there but yeah, man. So the prognosis came back. It's only a uh, bone bruise, I think it is. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Be reevaluated in two weeks. Yeah. So he's been sitting uh, this week, um, which ironically, that was his, I think it was his first game back after his COVID protocol. So Ben wasn't even playing in that game. Uh, so him and Ben haven't played since the All-Star break. I say that to say Ben has come over and took take, took back the reins, uh, leading us. Um, I saw the game last night. Close one. But I like what I, I I still continue to like what I see out of Ben Simmons. Um, I know he's hot topic things. We got to get right to him and, and his evaluation. If it seems like week to week on this podcast. Um, yeah. But he had a uh, he had a Andre Iguodala triple double last night. 10, 10, 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and he needed overtime to get it, too. He needed OT to get it. Those few right. extra rebounds. But did you hear the uh, Washington Wizards announcer? Like saying that he was overrated. Did you did you hear that? That, that was floating around. All right. So basically, uh, the Washington Wizards announcer, you know, the, the Wizards when the Sixers played the Wizards a few games ago, um, he just took it upon himself to like let his opinion be known. And his opinion, and I'm gonna quote him on this, was that uh he 
is one of, if not the most overrated player in the league. I just thought that was just way out of pocket. Yeah. And uh, Ben responded to that, you know, kind of taking a shot at the dude, but calling him a casual uh, fan and whatnot. But he's actually, you know, one of my colleagues in the NBC sports community. So I need to like, <laughs> oh, just yeah. relax a little bit. But I, I, I'm just saying that to say, I thought that was just a little bit way, a little bit out of pocket, way uh, um, uh, off color. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him to make that kind of comment. But I think that for one, these guys, like you said, like, well, you just alluded to, these guys are at work. And I think it's a lot of, and I think I may have said this on here before. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I was saying this last season and it was kind of my frustration with our team. In the realm of media, since I've been stepping in here, what I realize it's a lot of things that's low hanging fruit. It's things that get you clicks. It's things that start a conversation. It's things that will get attention. Um, albeit they truthful, whether they be logical or whatever. And I do think that Ben Simmons and his quote unquote skill or what we see him play versus uh you know what I mean? In, in comparison to traditional basketball is one of those low hanging fruit things. It's going to get clicks. It's going to start a conversation, whether you're right, wrong or indifferent, whether like Ben says, you're a casual, or whether you pay attention to every game like we do, like diehards. So I just think at this at this point in, in, the, in the season, and I'm glad we're talking about Ben right now, you say 28 and 12, you say Joel Embiid is the front runner for MVP. You say Ben Simmons is front runner for DPOY and things. I feel like those conversations, I, I can let them go now. Whereas last year, I'd probably be quick to defend them, regardless of who they say, regardless of where it comes from. But just the simple fact that it's coming from Washington, just the simple fact that it's coming from a place like that, it comes from all over the league. It lets you know that the Sixers are hot topic stuff. We're on the front of everybody's minds, especially if you're in East Coast, uh, in, in uh, Eastern Conference. So I, I don't I don't put any stock into it this season. Last season, I would have been like, uh, see, Ben, that's why you got to because, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the proof is in the pudding. Like, he, he goes out there, he plays hard in and, at night in and night out. Nights like last night, I, I had a conversation with, uh, with my guys in the chat, and we were saying, and I hate I hate to be this guy, but we were kind of due for a loss. And sometimes you feel that way. Sometimes you feel like we we getting on the roll. We're in uh, uh, cruise. But, but look at who the loss was against, though, Tom. Right. That's the thing. I like know. you've got to beat these teams that's trying to chase you down. And just to correct myself, you were totally right. It's, they're twenty eight and thirteen, so forty one gotcha. games have fallen by. But but um. You know, it's it's just that you know they they've had so many games this season where they played the Brooklyn Nets, where none of the like Kyrie and KD didn't play. They played um, the Denver Nuggets and Embiid didn't play. They played Utah and Utah and B didn't play. So it's just like they missing like some of these marquee matchups against these top that. teams. They that. haven't been like at full capacity, so it's kind of like. And then you lose a game that you should, you know, without Joel, granted, but you lose a game against the Bucks that you maybe could have had the chance to win. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, they play the Bucks two more times, though, here in the second half at the end of April. And then, but a back to back, though, in Milwaukee, they play the Bucks. So that's going to be tough, man. Look at, look at, it's, it's a two week stretch of April where they got a gauntlet of teams that they play. So, we're going to find out a lot about the Sixers team, but they can't slip down to like the third or fourth seed because then you're in a situation where you're, you're kind of at the mercy of other teams and then you lose the home court advantage. They, they, bro, they've only lost six games. The game they lost against the Bucks was the sixth game they've lost in two years at the Wells Fargo Center. So that's suddenly become like the place where they can get busy. You know what I'm saying? Yep, so I I, I'm just excited. I'm excited that they've kind of developed that I want them to be able to take advantage of it in the postseason, but they got to hang on to one of those top seeds. I want to make a point of something that I saw last night um, before we move into some of these other topics. Um, ben was locking was locking the freak up, damn near the whole game. And, yes, and I yes. think and I think when with no JoJo there, when we start relying on Ben, when we start looking at Ben and be like, all right, we need you to be a little bit more aggressive. I think that's when the freaks started getting over and started getting buckets and things of that nature. And I think that that's when Ben why was I, getting aggressive on the offensive end. Yeah, when Ben is when Ben when his focus because he's the one taking the shot now. So when he's yeah. taking the shot, if he misses the shot, they're running. He's behind. Now I know he's all world defense and he, he does the chase down, but the freak is the freak. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and Milwaukee is Milwaukee. And I do think that, and and I know we've said this before, is that. This is why we've been talking heavy about do we need another piece? I know trade deadline is coming up fast. It's coming up fast. Do we need another piece? Because when any one of the guys that we rely on doesn't play, all we need is one of them to sit down. We have a whole different dynamic as a team, and it's it's a it's it's a it's an uphill battle. 
It's an uphill battle. Yeah, they, they definitely need another piece. They need an offensive threat. What what was something that Sixers fans can look for in the move that they might make on March 25th is the fact that the Sixers are in the bottom third of the league. Excuse me, they're the bottom in the bottom three teams in the league in three point attempts per game. Right. So they only shoot like 28, 27 threes a game, where like a team like Utah, who leads the league, shoots like over 40 a game. You know what I'm saying? Those teams so there from is the a 80s. lot of those teams from the 80s rolling over in their grave hearing them numbers. You saying it's only. a lot of space. <laughs> well, it's a lot of space to make up right, between no, being 28th, 29th. So I'm just saying they, they need to shoot more threes. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, the more you shoot, the more you have the potential to make. Um that that's something. So if they add a guy who can contribute from the perimeter and create their own shot, suddenly you got an offensive threat, like like you mentioned, when Tobias isn't clicking when Joel is on his A game. You know, you know those are the top two uh, offensive options. Uh, we saw Seth Curry roll his ankle in a weird way. You know what I'm saying? Wearing and them, he's wearing been, them Under Armors, man. Get well, them, well, he's snake bitten too because <laughs> he's just getting his legs back under him from the COVID man, stuff. Big Tom just like, said that he just told me that yesterday. Ankle, like, yeah, Curry looks Curry looks like he's finally because COVID of all the players who've gotten it and come back. I mean, and I know we watched all the Sixers games probably more than other teams, but it looks like it really affected him in the fact and where he really needed to get back. Like he's really legs, yeah, man. To, you know what I mean? He lost something. Yeah, he, he lost. He lost like his conditioning, or just you know how it is, like game shape and like practice shape are like two different things. You know what I'm saying? So right. the, he he needed to get get back in game shape. He started to get that. He rolled his ankles, um, or rolled his ankle uh, in, in that game. But getting back to the trade deadline question, so they need like an offensive threat. They need uh, somebody who can create their own shot. They also need to bolster their bench. So I think fans should be keeping their ears and eyes out for multiple moves. Like they might trade for there's all you know there's a trade market and then there's the buyout market too. Like like some X, of these teams might X. buy players out and there could yep. be guys av- available. And the Sixers kind of have to make a move though, because like you see what. Brooklyn is doing bringing in Blake Griffin. Lamarcus Aldridge is out there, might go to the Lakers. PJ Tucker suddenly with the Bucks, who they're going to face twice. You know what I'm saying? So the Sixers have to bolster what they have in order to make this stretch run. Is it Kyle Lowry? Is it the uh, Will Barton, who I would like to have? Is it the line right? You know what I'm saying? So I think it might be more than one guy who comes in to try to make um when, when they try to make these moves at the end of the month. Yeah, man. I, I've been saying that we need to make a move. I've been throwing a plethora of names out there. Of course, I I don't think that our Zach Levine. That's the dude I really want, bro. I really I think want we Zach all do. Levine. I think we I think Zach Levine is number one <laughs> in all of our hearts. I mean, it's just because what would just, it take though? What would it take? A lot, a lot. The 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 a lot. I know Maxi would have to go. I know they would be looking at Thibault. Thibault is the one I really don't want to go because Thibault really right. has lockdown Great ability. He really has Great lockdown ability. Um, but uh Danny Green can go. Some of these picks yeah. can go uh, because you're thinking that um, Zach Levine has a year left on his contract. So this is not if, if we if we were to somehow magically get him and obtain him, it would not be just for this season. Like in the in the way Jimmy Butler did, where it was like, all right, we or, or Kyle now. Lowry, Kyle Lowry's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, man, I definitely I want a piece. I've been hearing Oladipo's name and going uh, been going around. Uh, I'm interested in him, too. I, I am, too. I would like yeah, and then my guy, uh, Swiss Marvel, who was on a couple episodes ago, he put those uh Orlando guys out there, Fournier and Terrence Ross. And when you talk about just pieces, stellar pieces, I don't, I'm not mad at either one of them. Um, I thought you were gonna say Aaron Gordon, who I've heard is is unhappy and would like to be moved on. Um, I don't know how AG fits with us though. I don't know. Well, you might be able to play him, he's more of a four now, right? But would he come off the bench? Because you don't have anybody, because Mike Scott, like all due respect, like they need to upgrade that the bench four. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree. So, but somebody's gonna have to go to the bench. You bring in Kyle Lowry, Seth Curry probably gonna have to go to the bench. Right. You know what I'm saying? You might have to if you trade for a big name, like if they got Lamarcus Aldridge, like he's not gonna start. You know what I'm saying? Um, just just throwing names out there, but um, I, 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 I those names. Names you mentioned are all upgrades. Fournier, yeah, um, uh, Terrence Ross, like, uh, you know, we talked about um, Kyle Lowry and Will Barton. Like, they're all upgrades, man, from what the Sixers currently have. Right. All right, so a couple of things that I wanted to get into. I don't think this is being said enough. Um, I know that uh, his name came up, has been coming up a lot if you're a Sixers fan. 
uh, around the league. You've seen his name come up in all-star snub conversations. But uh, here, here on the 444, we're going to take this time out to give Tobias his flowers, man. Because I ain't mad. I ain't mad one bit. Like I, like, but just even nights like last night, um, and, and I'm a basketball guy, so I'm looking at more so, I'm not looking at the box score. I'm actually looking at how he's doing it. It's very, very efficient. It's very, very great basketball. It's mid-range killer, getting to my spots, playing extra aggressive, beating up the boards. Uh, he's not a he's not a defensive lockdown player by any stretch of the measure, but he ain't he ain't no slouch. He stepped either. to the he stepped up last night though. Yes, um, he yes. he has some strong defense against Giannis, Chris Middleton as well. Yes, I, you know he had been on such a tear, you know, dating back to the Utah game when he took over the overtime session. Yep, and the, the Bulls, Wizards, Knicks, like he had play so well you saw him barking with the i'm an all-star mom yeah yeah uh, i'm yeah, an all-star like yeah, you saw him yeah. barking with all that but I, I feel like he did wilt a little bit in the game against um the bucks where i felt like they needed his offense particularly when the bucks were making that run but he wasn't able to he wasn't the efficient you know uh um you know tough getting tough baskets like he wasn't that guy when they needed him then well you know everybody you know has their moments. So I'm not, right. you know, hanging them out to dry on that, but he, you are making a great point, bro. From what he was last year to what he is this year, like, Oh my God, Sixers fans got to be excited. And he, he, he qualified to be an all-star, but I just don't feel like there was anybody on the team that was undeserving that should have been taken off to fill his, his, that's for how, him to fill their spot. That's you know? how you know you a real one and not a casual because the casual thinks it's just, oh, this person deserves, this person got snubbed. It's 24 slots. And the very, the very next question you have to ask yourself is for who? Yeah. And, 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 I, and when you, when you get into that, it's like, you really can't, you really couldn't take anybody off. You know what I mean? Everybody but you saw, there. you saw how he went at Julius Randle though. Yeah. yeah he yeah, went yeah. at Julius Randle like, should. yo. As if, like, yo, that spot was supposed to be mine. Take this right. 30 and, I mean, and like it's, it. It's, it's Philly, New York. It's Eastern Conference. It's Atlantic Division. You know what I mean? If it's anybody, yeah, yeah you, 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 you aim your gun right there. I'm not mad at that. I'm never, I'm never <laughs> right. mad at a little Philly, New York rivalry at all. <laughs> yeah, all day, man. I, I, um, I, I, I definitely think it is worth uh, spending some time talking about Tobias because, you know, we, I interviewed him before last season, um, at the Sixers Media Day and he, said like the 50, 40, 90 was like a goal of his because he kind of flirted with that when he was with the Clippers before he came over and then goes out and has like a rough season. Yeah. Um, and then comes back this, like th think about the intestinal fortitude, bro. Like, That's a fact. After, you know, you know how, how heavy six, Sixers fans, Philly fans can be on guys in situations like that who are overpaid or yes, not earning yes. their keep. He will never let you live it down. So we they were laying it on thick. Yep. And then he comes back and, and puts the blinders on and comes out and starts balling like this and puts on a, a possible all-star caliber season. He, he deserves a lot of credit for that, bro. Yeah. So Tobias, man, hopefully, if you're not already a listener, you become a listener, a fan of the show. We love you here, man. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep it's up worth the good it. work. It's worth it, bro. He deserves it. He earned yeah. it. It's funny because I had put that on the docket before I even watched last night's game, and something else that I put on uh, on the docket last night was uh, Doc is elite. Doc is elite, and I'm not one Doc that. Rivers. Uh, yeah, Doc is very elite as a coach, man. He's the, how do you feel though about the three-one blowing the three-one lead? I think that kind of gets swept under the rug. The Clippers losing to the Nuggets last season, blowing the three-one lead. So, like any other coach coming over it. You know, that would be something no, people would talk about a lot more. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a fact. One thing I would say is um, in the spirit of watching a Steph Curry play, and I always and I always use this because I don't think we we seeing we're seeing the aftermath of, of Steph Curry's change of the game. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you got this one guy who's just gonna bomb from 40 feet. And everybody looks at him and says, that's not the way the game is played. But when he becomes successful at doing that, think about all the other things that people have said, that's not the way the game is played and has deterred people from even playing that way. All that shit's in game now. The seven, the seven footer who leads the league in assists. Um, the, 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 the 6'10 point guard that we have on our team that don't shoot one jump shot a game. You feel what I'm saying? This is a different. He did hit a three last night. I just want to add that, but <laughs> you got to raise the roof or something like that. You got to bring the raise the roof out. 
But listen to what I'm saying, though. When you have a team yeah. like th- like that Denver team, that Denver team yeah. was ridiculous, man. And it's it's sometimes you are witnessing history real time. And I don't think he oh, had yeah. anything for it. They were up 3-1, bro. Don't matter. They don't matter. We, but we've to this point in, in 2020, you could say that in recent history, you've seen that happen a lot. 3-1 is and that's another thing that 3-1 ain't ain't what you used to say. Like, take the historical it's numbers. Not, it's not what it used take to be. The, take the historical numbers away from 3-1 and give me 3-1 in the last five years. And I bet you it tells a different story. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I see your point. Um, it's, and, and and it was at a neutral site. Like, it wasn't like they had home court advantage to close them out in front of the home fans and all the energy and mojo that goes with that. Um, and I'm a big fan of what they're doing in Denver. Uh, and I think that's the fact why a guy like Michael – uh, like Will Barton might become available because yes. dudes like Michael Porter Jr. are playing out of their mind right now. So suddenly a dude like Will Barton who can hoop, his stock is like falling a little bit like like the, the cat Beasley who went to Minnesota, um, Vic Beasley, like he 20 points a game. Like this, this dude like was on in mothballs with the Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Michael Porter um, Jr. But, is a name that hurts. But I agree, I yeah, you because you feel like the Sixers had a chance to grab them. But they 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 drafted so many players who had banged up in injury history, like they couldn't pick another one, another project like I that. Feel, feel you. But to your point about Doc Rivers, which mm-hmm. is the original point, yes, uh, he has accounted for several wins with this team. Where in the past, I couldn't say that about Brett Brown. Right. Um, the he made an adjustment against the Pacers, which actually was one of his assistants that suggested it, but Doc went with it. And they switched to that zone with Matisse and Ben at the teeth of that thing and then came back from down 20 yep. against the Pacers. Um, he drew up that play, a uh, Furcon shot last night with the three-pointer in the corner. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to You know what I'm up. saying? So yeah. give, give him credit, man. Um, yeah. This is the regular season. So far, he has definitely, you know, been deserving of all the accolades and anything, you know, with the COVID issues they've had with players and out of lineup, the injuries and, so on and so forth. Tobias Harris's uh, reemergence and all that, like a lot of that is Doc Rivers goes to Doc Rivers' credit, you know what I'm saying, and his staff. So um, I, I think that's a great point. I love Doc, man. I love Doc because he's ever present in the game, every minute, every play. Um, nothing's set in stone. Nothing is just what I wrote on the chalkboard before we came out. Like everything can be adjusted. We're making we're constantly making man. adjustments. Justice. And I love, I really, really love that about Doc, man. Like you said, that play that he drew up. I really love how he works um, pick and roll situations with us. He almost never has been in pick and roll situations. And it's like the most genius thing because Ben is kind of a liar. But when you, when the, when the, when the guy. When he's he, good as a screener though. He's a great screener. He's a great screener, but a lot of times yeah. you don't, you want him to be the guy on the ball. So um, because, because of his decision-making, you know what I mean? Because of Ben's decision-making, but for some reason when he gets in pick and roll, it's not, the best decision making, you know what I mean? He stops well, you know, running. he ain't gonna shoot the jumper, so exactly. it ain't. Exactly. ain't no, I was ain't about no to say, the, to the, pick. the defense kind of <laughs> dictates when he's the ball handler on the pick and roll, the, the defense can kind of dictate and bait him into what they want to bait him into. We have he put Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry in a lot of pick and roll situations, he puts a lot of different people in pick and roll situations where Ben can kind of be the guy lurking. So if the but if the shot comes off, he gets the rebound. If he comes off and the roll and the roll man's not open, Ben's the guy yeah. near the back. It's and that's the dunker genius. spot and right. the dunker spot. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. be, just because Ben Simmons is our primary ball handler does not mean that you stick him in every traditional point guard position. Understand what I'm saying? And that's what I mean about this game is that you have to be ever present. It moves so much. It moves so much. The 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 the, the players, the schemes, just different things. Um we 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 joke and, and kill them all the time, but Shaq and and and, and Charles Burke don't even watch the damn game no more. <laughs> like these well, guys, I, Shaq, I'm I'm down on Shaq, man. Just for his recent comments to Candace Parker about lowering the rims. She was cooking yeah. him, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she was yeah, cooking yeah. him. And and she and she has so much uh, acclaim in her field of. Yeah basketball that she can stand up to Shaq. Like, she yeah, got championships. Right. She got MVPs. Right. She got, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it's it's like, and, and she just, like, the way she deflects them sometimes, yeah. it's, it's funny. Because <laughs> Shaq suddenly gets into, like, that old man mode where he's like, <laughs> like, bro, lowering the rims. Like, are you even paying what? attention to what's right. going on here? Right. Like, but, um, but, uh, yeah, but, but, she, and, and especially when it comes down to, um, 
like the NCAA tournament and stuff like that. It's funny watching Charles do those games because he, he clearly doesn't know the players and stuff lost. like that, but doesn't do his homework or whatever. But uh, yeah, Candace and uh and uh D Wade really it's like them against Shaq in, in some instances. But yep. um, yep. yeah, you're right, bro. Yeah, man. So the game is ever changing. I just wanted to make that point that the game is ever changing, and I feel like Doc is right there with it, man. And I enjoy the way that he coaches. Um, all right. Before we get into the non-basketball NBA stuff, I just want to say uh, we coming down the stretch. Like I said, we're about halfway through. Um, how do you see the Eastern Conference shaping up? I want to focus on that because of us. Yeah, where we're at. Um, you already alluded um, to the fact that we need that we need for our confidence as fans for our uh for our path through the playoffs as Sixers players, um, we need that number one spot. We need the number one spot. Yeah. Home, home court I think um, you, bro, they're more than halfway through. It's only 72 games. They played right. 41, like you right. mentioned. That's facts. So they're more than halfway through. Um, these next couple months are going to tell the story, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Joel can bounce back, you know, here. Um, and uh, they have, I think, about eight games, um, if you include the game that they just played until the end of March. Uh, Joel's supposed to be reevaluated in two weeks, which is right around a trade deadline. Um, so how do I see the Eastern Conference playing out? I think Brooklyn is a team to beat. And, and I, I hate to say that, but look at look at the rosters, bro. Look at what they've been able to do. Look at what they've been able to do. Even when KD and Kyrie don't play, James, it, well, he's been there a uh, little over a month is already setting records with the team. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the versatility, the firepower, that the what Brooklyn is and is becoming, uh, the potential Andre Drummond out there also joining the team, which, you know, another dude, Joel, has pride. But at the same time, you got another experienced big man with five, another six fouls to run at Joel, you know what I'm saying, and slow him down. So um, Brooklyn is the team to beat. Milwaukee has the experience in the regular season, though. Don't like them so, in the series. I don't like them. I, the I, I don't like them in the series right now, but they got their eye on improving with PJ Tucker. Drew Holiday is another super sick. Look at look, bro. If you watched the game last night, like I know you did, he makes winning plays, bro. Drew Holiday makes winning plays. I mean, I mean he plays D. It's only one reason and one reason only why he had to leave here. And it's because he was the only thing at the time. It was the only, it was the only asset that we had, man. I never wanted to see Drew, Drew Holiday go. That's my son's favorite basketball player. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Because he just, because it, you, he's my son. So no, you know, he's, yeah. he, he's you Drew, argue. I like Drew Holiday too. Drew so. is, he's so stellar. Everything that you just said, he's so stellar. He makes winning basketball plays. It just starts with his change of pace. Just the pace that he plays the game at is, is, is beautiful to watch, man. Yeah. He only averaging like 15 a game. He be, he could be averaging 22, 23, 24, easy, if he wanted easy, really easy. needed to. Um, but the mid range game, the, the, the heady plays, man, I think he, for them, and you add a dude like PJ Tucker, like suddenly, I don't know. I mean, they, they Milwaukee has more. The Sixers need more. So um, I'm also looking at Miami. Suddenly they are getting their act together and surging up the the standings uh, in the fourth place uh, with Charlotte right behind them. Right. So what what the Sixers need to be careful of, I don't think they can, will sink down to uh, Miami's level and, and be in fourth place, but they need to be careful. Bro, this home court advantage is going to mean so much because – they might be they're 500 on the road and are better there, but their butter, their bread is buttered at home. And that's where they can have, you know, something to take into the playoffs. That's like a feather in their cap. Like, oh, yeah, like, OK, maybe we don't match up the best against Brooklyn. Maybe you all have more firepower in us. But some, for some reason, we don't lose here in South Philly. For some reason, it's a tough place to play. And the fans are coming back. So there's a lot of reason and momentum for the Sixers to kind of hang on to that top seed. So um, I'm as far as what I'm looking for, what I think will happen, I think the Sixers can get to the Eastern Conference Finals as they're currently constructed. Can they get past that? I don't think so unless they make a move to bolster the roster and to bring in another player that can create off the dribble and score to alleviate some of the pressure for when Ben and Tobias aren't scoring because Seth Curry hasn't quite come into what you wanted um, this season. Um, Matisse, you know, can't hit a, a bull in the butt with a pound of rice. You know what I'm saying? 
You, you know what I'm saying? You got you got Maxi and mothballs. Like you need scores. You need Mike Scott isn't doing it. Furcon is sometimey. You know what I'm saying? So, but what they need is a dude who can shoot like Furcon and play defense like Matisse. Like that that if they can find figure that out. Um, I agree. I agree. That that would be perfect if we could find yeah. that player. I don't know who that player is right now. That's I don't know either. Wheelhouse, but, but we, <laughs> we we that that player would be perfect for us. Um. So now we got to talk about these COVID regulations, man. I know you've seen these new COVID regulations. There are new COVID regulations. I saw some of them um, about how to, they're lessening the restrictions, basically. For people for, who NBA. have the vaccine, if you have the vaccine, that's the, Right, you that's can, like, thing. have four play, four family members on the road with you and, like, all these other little details. They well, are, what's the problem? What, what, don't you, what don't you like about them? I mean, they about to essentially Jim Crow the, the, the league. What you mean? segregation if if you got the vaccine you can do this if you don't have the vaccine you you're still under these restrictions and I oh you're like saying because but you feel like they shouldn't be forced to get the vaccine no i don't think i don't i, I think i think that the, the 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 league should should choose a side they need they need to pick a side like it doesn't seem well they like, obviously pro vaccine right but if you're not making if you're not making it mandatory you're gonna make rules uh kind of you know what i mean saying. like that's you, what i'm saying you're not pick a side. Right, you're not making it mandatory, but you keep giving players incentives if they exactly. do get the vaccine. Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, you can if you got the vaccine, you got a positive vaccine test, we let you get four family members instead of two. Like, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> so they bribing them. You think they bribing them? <laughs> they bribing them. Um, right. It you know what? Silly, uh, man. It does. Uh, a lot of this is silly, man. You know, you got states like Alaska giving the vaccination to everyone 16 and up. And then you got states like places like Philadelphia where you can't get it unless you're in the 1B category or 65 and older. Like, it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, right. let's what? let's get some universal. Yeah, universal, that's a uh, crazy, that's a crazy. Yeah. Disparity, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so um, I, I, I feel like, you know, the NBA, well, look at what they pulled off in the bubble, bro. And look at what they've had to deal with now outside of that. I think what they pulled off in a bubble needs to get more acclaim. You know what I'm saying? Because they were able to navigate this thing in a way that no one else has and actually mm -hmm. pull off, you know, this thing at, at a deficit. They didn't make any money off of that. You know what right. I'm saying? So um, what I'm really keeping my eye on, though, with this whole, all this stuff that's, that's shaking out, is I think they're going to add a couple more teams, bro. To, to make up for the money they lost with that uh, uh, coronavirus season and the halt and stuff like that, I think they're going to add two more teams to make up for that I revenue. They don't. They, I'm I've I'm been one of the. You want Seattle to have a team, bro? Yeah, but not you, you not want, at somebody. Somebody has to go. I've, I'm I've been in recent years. Saying oh, you want to you want to be smaller? You yes, because the contract. It's not enough talent in the league to go across all the teams as it is now. Some of well, these teams well, can go. Well, they about to open up the high school kids to be able to come in. So they, you know what I mean? Kay Cunningham and all them. And they're not, you know I mean? they not good enough now. Like that's, I feel like that's part of the reason why the, why the, the competition is so watered down to whereas you can count superstars on one hand, you can count, you know what I mean? Like, I feel you on a not enough talent, talent to go around watering down the league, but Bro, you've seen these guys, bro. Like, I think Zion is a perfect example. Had the high school restrictions not been in place, like, he would have came right out of high school. And, like, right. when – and it also gives – you know, they, they have the uh, G League can serve as the minor leagues now. You know what I'm saying? So, it gives them a place to develop rather than well, having the – Because I, I know hoopers that's hooping overseas that, that can be hooping in the A, man. But that's a whole other politic business of this conversation of itself. But that's, that's my thing with the NBA is that I feel like – the competition is already watered down as it is where I don't need to see a two additional teams because that's just going to make it, you know what I mean? Like, I would like I to think see the it. entry entry for one of those teams will probably be like three to five billion dollars. Well, so suddenly know. the league just recoups all that money they lost, you know? Right. Speaking of teams and, uh, and, and ownership of teams and how much teams cost, LeBron has uh, said that he's been reported to be part owner of the, uh, the Red Sox. I think he's on part of an investment team or part of a team. That bull, man. You know what vibe he on, bro. He want to be the billion dollar athlete. He chose LA for his after, you know, mm -hmm. basketball life. Um, 
He's hanging on to the hair so that he can use that and like the he movies and whatnot. The hair, that hair he got to fire nasty. the hair. The, the, the hair is quit on him. He got to fire it. But oh. when it comes to the commercials and all that, you know, they, they spray it, they fill it in, and all of a sudden he's good to go. You know what I mean? So um, you, don't, you don't do I'm that. Not mad. I'm not mad at the Bronze, the baseball move, though. Not mad. You know, KD, um, part owner of the Philadelphia Union. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so they are they all dipping their toes in it. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely just brought that up to really give him kudos, man. Just, to, it just goes in line with everything else that uh, he does. He's just the ultimate, or becoming the ultimate human being at this point, man. You know what I mean? No blemishes on his record, really, and his philanthropy is through the roof, as well as his um, shrewd business moves, man. I just think he's a, a Swiss Army knife. And he put his boy, everybody, all his boys on. He that's put the, everybody that's, on. That's 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 that's, that's I, the I, thing. I, 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 Listen, Dan, I, I could care less what they do. That's 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 it for me right there. That's it for me. Like that's Michael it. Jordan ain't bringing no rich. You know that's what I mean? For me. yeah. His high school boy from way back and turn him into a mogul. Or once I you know learned he did like, that, I said I'm riding with this bull forever, dog. Like that's that's it. He don't got to do nothing else for me. Like he turned. Put your people. Turned, put your people like, he, on, man. No, he didn't put, put your him, people. No, on. no, let's let's be clear. He didn't. Put he did. Them he on. did more. He did more than that. He, he they did like Maverick <laughs> Carter is that guy. Rich Paul <laughs> is like it's it's a it's a difference between putting me on the game and making making me you and my feel like you know what i'm saying right. like right right <laughs> Rich I, I'm, Paul I'm is not... the brand of agents like maverick carter right. is the brand of just making money just making deals yeah, I'm not, like i'm not your assistant i'm not i'm not running your right. schedule You're like right. nah, i'm i'm actually the shit in my area that's right. different yeah. that's different yeah. now when we come together we just we just scaring the shit out of the world like you know right. what i'm saying we just <laughs> <laughs> right I mean, F U T W. If you know, you know. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, big kudos to LeBron. And then my last NBA news, which is a little sad news. Um, definitely heard uh Sean Bradley was in an accident. Uh that's crazy, man. He left peril. And I'm just, yeah, seventh. That's just this is first a, of all, I, thoughts, it, prayers, and condolences out to Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley is definitely uh 76ers alum. Uh is he is he coveted or you know? Um, I would say, is he? Uh, it, it was a rough. It was rough for. It was rough. Fans. The strong Bar- Bradley history is rough. Obviously, we don't wish anything like that. On and that's why that's exactly where I was getting to. We definitely yeah. don't wish ill will on him. Uh, no matter but how much we didn't want him, he was right near his crib. Right, right near his crib when it happened. Um, Mark Jackson, the Sixers uh, pre and post game analyst, um, Temple um, basketball King legend. Jacko. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys have played against them a few times in the yep. AAU circuit. Yep. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he said, Mark told me that he just saw a photo of the custom bike that he got. Um, so it was like he got to have a custom. You know, obviously, you're seven, six, you got to, somebody got to make something right. for you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, got rear ended. It's just a bad, bad all, look all the way around, bro. Yeah, um, I hear stuff like that, like spinal fusion and all that. You start grabbing my back because. Listen, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rough one, man. Um, like you said, we never wish ill will on anybody like that, and we definitely, um, as former Sixers alumni, we definitely send our uh, prayers and condolences to him and his family, um, for a speedy recovery, uh, for just for just live to live life as as full as he can right now, man. I'm glad that he's still here with us, and it's not a, a that tragic of a story where we're talking about death or anything like that. But just wanted to let Sean Bradley know that over here in Philadelphia, our thoughts and prayers, and um. Just everything's just with you, man. Uh, so definitely, uh, hats off to you. Um, football, 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 man. Uh, the last couple of weeks, it. I've actually um waited. So I, I, I'm looking at this as the period right now. I know everybody's been talking on uh, sports talk radio and everybody's going in on it, but um, right now we should be the only, not the only ones, but the very few still on this because I waited to let let it all go before I got my guys in to really just talk about this, man. So I need your opinion on this Carson Wentz thing. I know he talked today. And before yeah. he talked, he said, listen, Danny Pommels and them, they can't get this. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm this is for this is for my new fam and in, in Indy. It's, it's Indy or die. The those Philly guys, I don't know what to tell them, but please don't give them the link to the Zoom. Um he took them coins though. He took them Philly coins he with them. Definitely him, took them Philly coins, man. Yeah. But I just want to know what's your take on the whole the situation as a whole, just on Carson Wentz. On the new coach Sirianni, on the fire and the Doug Peterson, and then just moving forward, um, and everything. I know the draft is coming up. I believe it's April. Yeah, the draft should be should, should yeah. be upon us real soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So just give me your uh your off season. Just I I just need to give me a post check of where you at with the Eagles, man. That's really all I um need. I'm upset um by why, how the whole Carson Wentz thing transpired because you know these are the type of situations that you laugh at other franchises about. Like oh, what you signed a franchise quarterback and then he gets injured. Now you trading them or you know didn't get the value you expected from him like that. These are the situations from the outside looking in. You look at like man that whole situation is effed up like they need to figure it out you know so it, it just deteriorated so bad think about where the eagles were you know one of my producers at nbc sports philadelphia made the point like at this point you know this is during the eagle season but at this point you're looking at the eagles thinking not like man it's so great they won a championship in 2017 it's like how did they win a championship in 27, like, look at how disjointed and discombobulated they are so quickly removed from winning the Super Bowl. Like, usually teams, they have, like, a run, you know what I mean? Like, they right. put it together over a couple of years where the team is together, but the Eagles, like, a little too old, a little too loyal to, you know what I mean, Jason Peters and, and some of those guys who are expendable or or you need to upgrade at. Um, but you know, it's frustrating the way it turned out. That's really the overarching feeling I get when not only do you let go of Carson Wentz, but then you fired Doug Peterson. Um, the, the Nick Foles ain't here and Doug Peterson ain't here, but there's a statue of these two dudes sitting outside of the stadium. Like, something ain't right. You something know what I'm saying? right. Um, a lot of people point the finger at Howie Roseman as the guy who, you know, is still left standing, but maybe his – disposition is what people aren't in, are, are moving away from. You know what I'm saying? Um, Doug, Doug Peterson said he was tired of being told what to do. Um, only person that can be telling him what to do is Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. So Thanks. is he tired of working with those guys? Thanks. You know what I mean? Um, Nick Sirianni, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting and seeing like everyone else. Like I'm optimistic. I hope he, he delivers the goods, but at the same time, I need some evidence. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the, the state of Missouri. You got to show me, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm going into the next season, you know, not knowing what to expect. Um, I like Jalen Hurts though. Uh, I, I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he plays on the field. I see him having experience beyond his years, particularly because he played at those high level schools and those things I think gave him exposure to those, you know, uh, big time games and situations and he knows how to handle them. Um, so I'm okay moving forward with Jalen Hurts. What I like, you know, all these rumors about Deshaun Watson and all that. I like Deshaun Watson too. So give, give me him if, if he's available. Thanks. But as it stands, bro, they have a lot of places they need to upgrade. They finally got under the salary cap um, with all these releases. Alshon Jeffrey going, Malik Jackson going, um, so many other little moves that they made. But um, what, what are my expectations for next season? I don't think um, – Division will be that good. I think Washington is probably the best team. Um, I think the Eagles have another ace up their sleeve. There's still something that's yet to be done that we don't know about, I think, with the team. Before or after uh, the draft remains to be seen, but I think Howie Roseman and company are working on something. Um, when I look at Carson Wentz, um, I kind of think, like, when I think back on it, he was, like, the country guy in the big city. But I don't know if it overwhelmed him or they didn't quite get him because I see how well he played in that season where he was in the running for MVP. And I see how bad he played in the last season. But I really think who he is is somewhere in between that. You know what I'm saying? He's not the guy we saw this last season. Maybe he's not the guy, you know, who was diving – all over the place and putting his, you know, body on the line in so many situations during that Super Bowl run, which ended up, you know, snake biting him or coming back to haunt him a bit because he got injured in the Rams game with the knee trying to dive in the end zone. But mm -hmm. I think he's somewhere in between that. I think he he, he can be a good quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Frank Reich and all those guys bring out of him. But um, I think they need to build around Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts and then go from there. Um, Jordan Mailata, I like as a blind side blocker, but I, I, they got a lot of places 
that they need to upgrade, man. And um, I'm hoping that this is not like a six and ten season, a rebuild season, five and eleven type of season. Oh, it is. Um, I, get ready. You think so? Golly, get man. Ready, um, man. Get ready. So I don't know, man. They have so many places they need to upgrade, and not a lot of money or draft capital to like move around. So hopefully they finally get a good draft going and. Don't ignore the obvious Justin Jeffersons and DK Metcalfs that are right in front of them, and instead of overthinking it, um, but what about Jalen Rager? Like, where, where, you know, when is he going to come and started. show and prove? You know what I'm saying? Started. So Justin, it's Justin it's just a lot of questions Jefferson. to be answered. Justin. So with that point, with that point, maybe this, like you said, this might be a a, a subpar season just you because remove, of so many you questions. Remove, you can remove the mic, brother. You got you got that. You got some of that. I see you got. Uh, in, I, I just hate rest in peace. On, I see, rest in peace I to both to of them. To. I see you. I see you got the, the the Reggie White jersey with the Jerome Brown patch on it. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace to both of those guys. So I see where your spirit's coming from. I see. <laughs> I see where your spirit's coming from. But I'm here to. I'm. I don't want to be the bearer losing, of bad man. news. Losing <laughs> sucks, bro. Losing sucks. Bro. It sucks, man. It's and you you hit you hit the the, uh, the the nail on the coffin. It sucks so bad because 2018 was not 10 years ago. It wasn't even five years ago. That was three seasons ago, bro. Like, that was yes. three years ago. And like you said, even the teams who haven't gone and repeated, because it's not a lot of teams in recent history who have gone and repeated, they've been in the thick of things very much so for the following seasons. And it felt like we just – it feels like we just fell completely off. Well, also, in the Andy Reid era, McDab and them. Like they, they kept going back, kept going right, back, kept going right. back. Even us you know back then. Even us back yeah. then. Another point that you made uh, to Carson, just saying, uh, you know, the, the country boy in the big city, you don't know whether it was the city was too bright for him or we never just really met him halfway or anything like, like that. I think um, all parties are to blame and not, not even the blame, but I think that in the, the fashion in which we won the Super Bowl, that that uh, when you talk about mental fortitude. Screw with his head, huh? Yes, Screw yes, yes. When the guy, like you said, I'm coming to work and this guy's got a statue. I think that that puts a lot on a player to – I'm I'm gonna play like I need a statue. You feel what and I'm they saying? Dra they draft Jalen Hurts, and that also I think I, I, if you do bit. that, I think that you are kind to if you are Howie Roseman, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, if you are the scouts and whoever else is to blame for that. I think that you are kind of setting a stage for Hero Ball. That's you, you did that. Mm -hmm. You did that. How how mm -hmm. else would you want your just think of just think of those? You know what I mean? Just those parameters. I was the MVP up until I got injured. This guy came. And he won the Super Bowl in a fashion so much so that this Joker is outside of the stadium and he's not even here yeah, no more. That annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> that annoyed the hell out he's, of me. He plays for Jacksonville, but he's going to forever be out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only that, but now I'm I'm left with the team, and now all the, all of the expectations from what he did in that statue and everything now is all on me. Like, so is he a mental midget then? That that term that term has been thrown around very. <laughs> I don't know, bro. You stack it up like that, it's make, make you like dag like the, I just the think statue. A... You got another quarterback there, then you draft another quarterback, right? Even know, to the man. point where I was saying that I did. I love Jalen Hurts, but I just don't love him here because of all the shenanigans we got going on. But then this week, or maybe it was uh, the end of last week, Jeffrey Lurie went out there and which he should have done from the beginning. It should have never been. Oh, we might draft a quarterback. Oh, we want quarterback competition because we should have been none of that. Because like I've been saying here until I'm blue in the face, excuse me, his audition, he passed with flying colors. He says, there's no need for Jalen Hurst to audition again. He should be your unequivocal starting quarterback because he earned it on and off the field with all y'all bullshit going on that he had nothing to do with. He stood in the Competition face is good, though. Competition kind of brings out the cream of the crop, though, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, you in training camp, you trying to show and prove. Like, does that... But if, if I've already done that, I've done that with the franchise quarterback that y'all got rid of. Don't make me do it with no. Oh, you mean the competition was last year? His That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that competition. <laughs> I'm just saying he's already went through his. How much competition do a Joker right. need? Like right. you know what I mean? Like. Right. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I'm all also on record as saying you might be my last Eagles person. Holla at me week one. I don't have no preseason talk for you. Well, I mean, I'm media now, so I gotta give it to you. But I'm I'm gonna do my due diligence, but. I can't put my heart into it until I until I actually see. I can't speculate. I can't go with because when I do that, I see where Howie and, and, and Jeff leave me. They leave me looking real stupid out here in these conversations with 
my friends who root for other teams. You know what I'm saying? So I can't yeah, be, yeah. I can't be doing no speculating. I can't do anything Bro. until I until I actually see boots the ground. Tom Brady went out and took the Bucks to the Super Bowl, bro, in all road games, straight to the chip, and blew and blew out the opponent. Go, bad. Ain't no arguing. Ain't no arguing that, bro. Ain't no arguing that. All right. So other than that, in football, man, it's been a lot of happiness, man. Like I said, shout out to my statistician, uh, King K at Dergo K on Instagram. My son, my oldest son. Um, it's a lot of stuff on here, man. I'm not going through each and every one of these signings. He put each and every signing on here. He just sent me a note and said, Dad, has been seven more signings on here. So he's, this is up to the minute, man. He's earning Kate his money. Is at it, huh? Yeah, Kate is at, at it, it man. Huh? He's out here earning his money tonight, dog. But um, just a few things, few notable ones. I know the number one uh, thing ahead. is that got paid, man. That got that got his money. Um, I know it's, it's weird. You, why, how you pay him after he has a season-ending injury? Like, this is weird. Like. What are your the expectations NFL, now? The NFL is a very weird place, my brother. Like this is it's very weird. It's very weird. Um, he got paid though, four years, 160 million dollars. Uh, I feel like 127 is guaranteed. That's un- that's a pretty Jeez. penny, right? It's there. like they're playing them on paying him on past performance, based right. on past performance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, and 75 is going to be uh in the first year. I think that that's unprecedented. I don't know any football Jeez. player. Especially a black one who has can say that they got seventy five million dollars for one season, guaranteed. He ain't worth it, bro. I just say it Listen, flat out. He ain't worth it. I'm not. I'm not even gonna put my NFC East hat on. I'm gonna put my go go black man go hat on, man. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm not mad at anybody who catch a lick like that. Like, yeah. yeah, right. You know what? And I'm definitely pro player with you. Um, yep. he probably should have just held out. You think he should have held out? I think. We can look at it and say that I think I think he might be traumatized from holding out. Like last time he held out, he lost like, damn near yeah. lost his leg, and he he didn't know what was going to happen until he just signed. Hey, this. He got paid. It all worked out. So but I, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like him yeah. putting his name on the dotted line just ended years of misery he's been going through, brother. So that's what I'm saying. Right. I can't say that I would want him to hold out any longer than what he's. I mean, he's been through a lot, man. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go. Laugh always to the bank deck. That's what I'm going to say, man. Go black man, go. Go black man, go. Not, not go Cowboys, go. Go black man, go. <laughs> <laughs> also, Cam Newton, because he was hot topic, it was a camper that was coming at him, telling him he was going to be a free agent. Take from that, camper. Philly, from Philly, right? What yeah. are you from Philly? Take that, you Philly camper. Cam Cam Newton is not going to be a free agent. Bill Belichick said, right. let's run it back, man. I'll give you, I'll give you another chance. Um, They right. seem like they have a really good professional relationship. They seem like they respect each other a lot. Um, everything that I hear from Bill Belichick, he seems like a real straight shooter, dog. And every I don't hear any. Only thing I hear is that if you can deal with winning culture, championship football culture, which is I feel like every championship franchise, or whatever level you play, at, has some kind of rules that makes them championship. Like I feel like the Yankees don't do things like everybody else does, and that's why they win the number of championships they do. If you can deal with that, yeah, they the, say Bill Belichick is really a a a, a, a player's coach, right? Because he's cheating. So he can cheat all he wants <laughs> to be a player's coach. Oh, they like, fucking with that. They like they like how yeah. Bill get down. He, huh? he, he's filming our practices, and all of a sudden he he a great coach. But um, I I think uh, I, I'm I'm I like Cam, so I'm good with that. Um, Patriots don't picking up Jalen Mills too. What you think gonna happen with that? Patriots picking up. That's the thing. That's the only thing my son didn't do. He didn't do it by team. He just did it pretty much by the minute. But the Patriots have been picking up everybody. Them picking up the formerly the the cornerback formerly known as the Green Goblin because I doubt he can dye his hair green again. You know what I mean? On the greener pastures, I'm not mad. Um, I love Jalen Mills. I love Jalen Mills' development. I remember when he was the kid that was getting cooked, and I was asking, "Who the hell is this?" All the way up I don't until know, bro. The double all the move, all still got him though. The double move, he still fricasseed on that double move. Right, right, right. All the way up until our Super Bowl win, where he played a very, very integral part. Man, I like, I, I, I like Jalen Mills, man, and I'm not mad at him going to get his money. I think he got signed something to like uh, nine, nine mil a year or something like that, or nine. It's a nice change, like nice piece of change. Yeah, so I'm not mad at that at all, man. Definitely go ahead. Uh, the Patriots signed a lot of people. They signed uh, Matthew Judon from um, the Ravens. Uh, Jalen Mills, they signed. Who else do they got on here? They got um Nelson Aguilar. They got a couple old Eagles. They got Nelson Aguilar. They signed too, trying to get a couple weapons over there for Cam. Who was working out with um Jalen Hurts? 
um, in the offseason. He was a part of that receiver group that went out, and uh, I think it was in Texas that worked out with uh, Jalen Hurts. Right. Uh, they picked up Kendrick Bourne from the um, 49ers. Uh, like I said, trying to get some uh, some firepower for Cam out there. Um, excuse me looking down, y'all, but I'm trying to get this news to y'all. Just some, just some important ones. Uh, I just saw one. Who did I just see? Um, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Rob Gronkowski. He he um, read up. Ronald Darby, another for, uh, former Eagle. He signed with uh, the Washington football team. I don't like how like it seems the Eagles end up in the NFC East, and I guess it's probably because in the, in the, in the, in, the, in a game like football where uh, you know uh, intel and information is good when you. When you scouting against guys twice a year, you doing I guess those players when they become um free, you're familiar with them, so that's why they end up on those teams. But it just seems like we always we always have to play against some guys who were just who who were formerly just played. Playing with us. Yeah, they were just playing with us. <laughs> Craziness, man. Corey uh, Davis. JJ Watt and AJ Green both. Uh, Corey Davis went to the Jets. Uh, JJ uh, Watt and AJ Green both went to the Cardinals. Yep, both went to the Cardinals, man. Um, Cardinals over there trying to stack up. The Cardinals in recent years, uh, ever since, and it seems like it happens like this in the in the, in the um in the NFL. Once you get the guy under center that you kind of know is going to be there, the team kind of like has no problem with just going after pieces and just things on both sides of the ball that have sustained their success. So, like you said, they went out uh, last season and they got they didn't even get them. They got they people. stole them. They stole them. Yes. No yes. mask. Yeah, no weapon. <laughs> just showed up on our doorstep like uh top two wide receiver in the league and I'm not too you want me right. crazy right. but DeAndre Hopkins they got him and you've seen with him and Kyler Murray I know I know that their front office was salivating all season just seeing the things that those guys were doing they went out like you said and got JJ Watt they went out and got um uh uh, uh who else did we say AJ Green. AJ, AJ Green AJ Green right AJ Green somebody who we thought was supposed to be coming back to AJ Green standards last season I but think he just needs to get out of Cincinnati, man. Exactly. He just needs to exactly. get out of Cincinnati. Exactly. Tom is up. Tom is up. I Sometimes, used to love him, man. He's a baller. He is. Keep, he is. Keep his mouth shut. And that's out. what it is. Sometimes that's what it is, man. And you probably won't hear it from him because he's not that kind of guy. But you, you can kind of tell when the time's up. Time's up, man. Like, I need greener pastures. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. you just need to breathe. And help Antonio Brown. Cincinnati to Arizona. Like, that's a big difference. <laughs> like. You got the whole weather situation. I was just about to say, let's start. Let's start with the weather. Let's just start with the weather. You know what I mean? Like, very different, man. So, um, I'm gonna put a link uh to something in the comments just so you guys can get all of these um all of these free agent moves. Jameis Winston, he's re-signing with the Saints, even though they just paid Taysom Hill a pretty chunk of change. Um, but they also said that they want to have a quarterback competition. So. I'm I'm not getting paying guys crazy. Is Taysom Hill really a quarterback though? Is he really I mean, for really, that for that extended, like throw the ball throw the ball 30, 40 times type quarterback though? For that extended time that Drew Brees was out, he kind of proved that to me at least. But they did like all him. those little quirky run plays and like little you know trick stuff. And I don't know. I, I don't I mean, see him Reed, as that type of quarterback. Reed React is becoming the is becoming the offensive choice for for the NFL just because of the openness that it gives. Because you know what I mean? Just the, the diversity of the plays that you can get. So you need a quarterback who can take a hit though. So right. And he, Jason, he, he is that he is that though. 245, two like 250. He really he was a tight end. I remember on the fan the one week. Um, on FanDuel. Oh, you 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 was playing him in tight end. You snuck him in there. Yeah, you snuck him in there. You know he's quarterback. Right, right, right. So, just craziness, man. But like I said, I'll put I'll put something down in the um, in the comments, uh, uh, so that you guys can be abreast with all these free agent moves. There's plenty of them. There's plenty of them. Um, that's all I got for tonight, man. I don't think there's any more sports news that I have. As far as football, I appreciate you coming on with me, though, bro. Um, Love, bro. Uh, of course. Like I said, we need to do one in person so we can oh, we really chop it do up. one in person. Uh, so I do a couple podcasts on COVID. We, we keeping a tracker of all, the se- of all the states and the cities that are starting to open up. Texas, Maryland. I think we're on the list for like another month. So as they start opening stuff back up, man, I definitely want to get my in-person interviews. and Say less. You're in West Philly now, too, right? So Yep, I'm in West Philly now, man. Oh, can I mention that on the pod? No, no ice was yeah, nowhere back cave. Yeah. Is that no, I'm okay, uptown. Okay. So no, listen, I'm solidified, man. My name is solidified. It, it, listen, my name is nah. my name. It don't it don't matter where I'm at, dog. <laughs> where you grew up is what matters. That's for that's sure. all that matters, man. That's all that matters. But um, thanks for having me on, bro. For sure, for sure, man. Um, tell the people where they can find you at, man. 
Oh, I'm all social media platforms. It's my first initial D, my last name, Pommels, and NBCS as in NBC Sports. So D Pommels, NBCS on all social platforms. Uh, hit me up. Let me know uh, what, what you're getting into. What's going on? Communicate. Talk to me. Let's interact <laughs> here on these social platforms. You already know, man. You already know Uptown Tone. Y'all know where to find me. 444 Podcast. COVID Chron- Uptown Tone presents COVID Chronicles Podcast with OGEs. And Streets is talking with Kyle Santelli and the shortest man in radio, man. But uh, once again, Parmels, I appreciate you, man. Y'all like, listen, subscribe, follow, do what you got to do. Uptown Tone, I'm out of here, y'all.